I am too. It's Thursday night. It's Thursday night. It's Thursday night. And you're in the chair you're supposed to be in, even though nobody knows your name. Who are you anyway? Oh, I'm Dr. Angel. You're I'm Dr. Angel, and I'm Mama Mac, and we are glad to have you all joining us tonight on Go Yard. We are in our seventh year. We are. I may ask playing crazy. We've had a lot. We're having a lot of fun with this. We are? We. I think we are. Oh, you are. I'm <laughs> having a lot of fun. And you pick on me a lot, so I think you're having a lot of fun, oh, too. Oh, no. It's, see, Tommy, the engineer, he tells me, pick on Angel. Be sure you pick on Angel. She, it's fun for everybody. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm an easy and, target. Yeah. So, you know, a little conflict here. Since we're going to talk about conflict tonight, let's have a little conflict. Let's have a little one. All right. We the last three weeks, three years, last three weeks have been in a series entitled Using Your Words. What's that mean? Well, using our words is just what it sounds like, using our words. So communicating clearly what we want, what we need, what we think, what we feel, like communicating it. Like what we say to our three-year-olds and our two-year-olds who we are do. learning to talk. We sure do. Use your words. Use your words. Like, we can't help them with their problem unless we know what they want or what they need. And so, otherwise, we're doing all kinds of stuff, right? And we're feeling overwhelmed. Well, as we become adults, we start kind of just thinking people can read our minds or they should know what we they want. Know, if they right? loved me, they would know what right. I want or what exactly. I need or what I'm thinking. Or And usually people do not. They usually they have really no clue. They really don't know. No and, clue. Uh, so this, this is the fourth, part four, and the last part of this series. Um, and it's going to be more intense tonight. So get ready. Write, take some notes if you want. The first week, we just talked in general about using your words. Then we talked about handling kids, t- yes. d- discussion with teens in particular. So that one would have been two weeks ago. So you can go back and check that out. Uh, three weeks ago, I don't know, something like that. So, And then we talked last week about those relationships that are personal relationships, yes, marriages, whatever. Right, people that family, are friends. partnerships, whatever yep. they are. Um, so this week we're talking about handling conflict. Yes, because none of us ever have any conflict in our lives to have to learn how to handle it. Right? <laughs> Not at all. Ever, Not never, at all. Never. Not at all. Yeah, I think conflict is probably one of the. Well, it's not probably. It is one of those top things that bring people into the counseling room. It is some kind of conflict and some kind of relationship in their life. Which really works well that we have a show like this and you're a counselor. It does work well. Doesn't it? So Dr. Angel is a year and a half already into private practice. And you can go to drangelsdevelopment.com and find out all about it and actually set up appointments. We also are live right now on Facebook on your page and mine, I assume. Yes. Okay. And so if you have a question or a comment during the show while we're live or even later, we sometimes check later. But it's better if you have a question or comment, do it now while we're live. And we'll be happy to try to add that in. Or you yes. can call, and the number is right here in front. It's 727-441-3000. You can call in with your questions or your comments, and sometimes people do. Yes, they do. And that is fine. We'd love to have you engage with us on this topic using your words. The other thing is that we've done uh, this whole year. I updated, been working with our webmaster today to update our GoYard website, which is goyard2014.org. It's an O-R-G, right? And so a lot, we did like three, four months of COVID shows this this year they are here on tantalknetwork.com go to the podcast tab and go to go yard the name of the show if you would like to hear any of those but we've also put some of the shows from this year on our website they will be on our website here just in a few days so anyway we're trying to catch things up but it's a good way for people and we're on youtube live right yes, now Yes, we are so we're all over the place you can after a show Immediately when it is terminated in the control room, you can go to youtube.com, open that up, and then go to Tantalk Radio slash 
Go Yard, the name of this show, and you're going to see some shows there. And mm-hmm. you'll actually see us in the studio if you, you watch them on YouTube. So there's a lot of ways. When we first started the show, we didn't. We only had the podcast thing that we could do, we right? We did. Come a long way. Facebook, YouTube. I know, right? We really podcast, have come a long way. Got them all. And why would we even encourage listeners to know where to go find these shows? Wow. First of all, we have a lot of topics. So, you know, we're in our seventh year, so we've covered a lot of topics. And every topic we cover, we really take in depth. We, we break apart. We look at it in different angles. We give great tools, supports, and solutions. So when when we did a topic maybe you weren't it wasn't important to you because you weren't in that part of your life sure. and so it's a great resource to kind of go back if you're having to deal with something and you're feeling stuck we probably have a show on that to kind of help you out along the way and the only place you're going to find the titles to our shows are on our website yes so you have to go write it down go yard 2014 that's the year we began goyard2014.org it's an org and then you'll be able to see the titles there for the shows absolutely okay let's let's get into this so using your words and this is handling conflict because none of us have any conflict in our lives we may not be able to relate to the show dr yeah, angel i'm thinking this is going to be one of those you know no i'm just kidding <laughs> um you know we a lot of us experience all kinds of conflicts with our relationships but most often it's because we are feeling misunderstood um maybe we're not feeling lo- like somebody's valuing us and loving us right and so there's a conflict maybe there's just a conflict because we have different views or values in our life and sure. we're, we're not seeing eye to eye and right. what i what i see happen when there's conflict is we don't want to go to the person that we have the oh, conflict yeah. with right. we want to go to everybody around that person that we have conflict with Isn't that because we just don't like to confront or be confronted? I think that is human nature, right? I hear that all the time. I'm just not confrontational. And, you know, and handling conflict does not necessarily it mean doesn't we have, have to, to be, be co- confrontational. No, it doesn't. Explain that. Explain that. Sure. It. Like when we, when most people think of confrontational, they think of it becomes a verbal altercation and then they right. have to defend themselves and it gets, you know, heated. And we can handle conflict without ever getting heated. We can take ownership of, you know, our feelings and what our experience is. And we can take it from a place of, you know, I care about you. This is happening. What can we do? Right. And don't you think that just the thought of having a difficult conversation causes a lot of people to just never have the yeah, conversation? They avoid, it. avoid it. So avoid they avoid it. it because they think, yeah, maybe it'll work out, you know? Maybe they'll realize that they always leave their dirty clothes all over the house. And maybe one day they'll say, well, you know, I think I'll pick up my own dirty clothes. Etc. Right? No, they think they're it's going to magically get over fixed, everywhere, etc. Um, or if they ignore it, you know, what something else will happen. What happens when we ignore things that are conflicts is is we are we're not pushing through it. We're pushing it down, and when we right. push it down, then it's just going to take the little things that kind of spark us a little bit. We're a little time bomb, so we start getting yes. angry and yes. resent resentment builds and frustration builds and it really hurts that relationship we don't want to see that person as much or when we're around them we detach because we are experiencing this repressed anger repressed i think and correct me if i'm wrong doctor because i think a lot of people think that if they just don't bring it up it's just going to be peaceful in their house and it's not it's not peaceful but at all but they think it is. So they, they think that's the way out of conflict. Just don't talk about it. Sure. It, they do. They do think that. And it's not peaceful in the house because, first of all, like this thing is probably continuing to happen that is causing you to feel the way you're feeling or experience what you're experiencing. And you are internalizing it, which means that conflict brews inside your body. Right. And it's stirring in there and it messes with us. Well, let's talk about medically what happens when people just stuff their feelings. We've talked about this a lot on Go Yard because Go Yard means hitting a home run. And we just, and by, by the way, the Rays, we're proud of them. They came through to the sixth game. It was fantastic. And, and next year's, uh, next year. Yes. <laughs> but we're excited. They did really well. So um, still go Rays. That's how we feel. Yes. But anyway, um, Go Yard means hitting a home run, which means. 
you know, going above the the norm, right? Exactly. I go, I mean, a home run is the best you can get, you know, when you hit it out of the park, right? And so, but a lot of times people feel like they will settle. I guess that's what I want to say. They settle for a false peace in the house Mm -hmm. because nobody's screaming today. Wow, nobody's screaming today, right? Sure. Right? But we have this kind of proverbial elephant in the room when we have this unsettled conflict and right. it's if it's something that's impacting you like when we stuff it and internalize what what's happening is we're taking feelings of hurt or disappointment or whatever this conflict is brewing and we're pushing them down inside of us and so when we do that we overeat undereat, get restless sleep um you know, a lot of times we have all kinds of digestion issue and long term that impacts us physically. We'll get sick. You know, our immune system starts to break down. We might, you know, have all kinds of other things. There's a whole list of health issues. The more we stuff that on a physical level and a medical level, but then on a mental health level. Yeah, right. Like it interacts that so we start to feel depressed. We start to feel anxious. We start to feel like a lot of struggles. And that doesn't just happen in that one relationship that we experience this conflict. It branches it, it, everywhere. It branches out, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, my son and daughter-in-law have a new little footstool that they bought last year, and it's really cute. It almost looks like a pumpkin, but it's not. It's it's leather. It's really pretty. And uh, they said, what do you think's inside that? And I said, well, I don't know what's inside <laughs> stuffing of a footstool. And they said, well, it comes in a little package this big. It's just the outer thing. Then you take all the old sheets, towels, things that you don't like, clothes that you want to get rid of, and you stuff them in this thing. And it creates this. The more you put in there, the nicer little thing. So on the outside, it looks great. But if you were to open it up, it's old ragged sheets. It's dirty. It Not dirty, but old towels. It's, sure. It's not pretty on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about that footstool right now because that is kind of a metaphor of what happens. A lot of times we look pretty on the outside. Sure do. But we stuffed all this, and it's there. It's somewhere. Yes, it is. You know? And it's impacting us. So I think a lot of us walk thinking that if we're not dealing with it, we could just ignore it, move forward, try to, you know, do good or whatever, that it's just going to go away magically. It's not. It's inside and it's it's venom. We've talked about the venom that this causes. It rots us from the inside it out does. in so many ways. Um, and I love that metaphor, by the way, because that's really there's Telling, a name for that little footstool. I'm going to ask my daughter-in-law. I forget what it's called, but it's really a cool But that's what's, thing. what happens to us. And so yeah. we need, you know, dealing with the conflict in our life doesn't mean we have to yell or scream or have these verbal altercations or get defensive or, you know, we can just sit down and share our hearts in an open way. In an honest way. Now, I agree with that, but I will say from experience as a pastor many years that the longer that stuff is stuffed, the harder it is just to sit down and have a normal conversation. Time, a, a period of time, let's say you've been married 40 years and you've never ever had a good, frank discussion, right? It's going to be so... Well, yes, because it's kind of like, ooh, we've let the lid off of the right, Pandora's box. Right, Yeah. But it doesn't mean we still can't do it. We do. There's strong feelings in there. But we. But I think what keeps us from having these conversations is more of the fear. A, how's it going to be received? Right. Um, and a yes. lot of people are afraid. Like if I tell this person, like I need this, maybe they don't. They'll tell me I'm too needy and they don't want me in their life. Like there's all kinds of things that motivate behind this. But it's how we approach and what we do with it that makes the difference. Okay, we. We're going to do a show next week called Blindsided, Mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of times, this kind of goes with this, because a lot of times we are, we get too easy, too quick, let's say, into a relationship, too serious, get married quickly, or whatever the case may be. Don't really know that person. And we haven't built up that trust of communication. Do you want to talk about trust of communication where you can really trust that? Like, I know, because I've known you for many years, I can say anything to you. I can say, hey, you know what? I didn't like what you said on bubble. I can do that. Mm -hmm. We we can communicate like that. But in particular relationships where they live together, that can really be a tough thing for a lot of people. Sure. I mean, that trust of communication is an important foundation to 
um, every real any yeah. kind of relationship in our life and the closer that more important that relationship is obviously the you know the better we want to build that trust and so what happens is I communicate something to you and then you respond in a way that's supportive or healthy or in, in some way that I you know feel heard and valued and it may be you know we an honest and then we grow that new depth and then we share an, another thing and then you know maybe you share something back and like that's how that grows it's a process that's what you're right. saying you're talking about the ideal situation right this sure. is how it should work yes and and it should be it should <laughs> should is operative word i'm catching that but it, and it's based on the type of relationship I have. Like when we first met, we weren't sharing like intimate struggles or feelings or details of our lives or our families or our kids. It was more right. surface stuff getting sure, you know, sure. Because yeah. that was the level of trust the relationship right. have, yeah. right? And so as we build that trust with somebody, of course we can go more personal with mm-hmm. that because it's it's at that level. The problem is so many people, like they couple up with somebody or they get a new friend and they're like airing all the dirty deep secrets right. and dirty laundry and fears and anxieties. And like, this person hasn't earned it. They don't know what, maybe, you know, they're out there telling other people or. Exactly. Okay, so I wanna bring this down to the dating world right okay. now that is happening in a lot of situations because I hear it from this one, that one, whatever. They're online. They, oh, look at Mr. Wonderful. Isn't he cute? He's amazing. And within a day or so, they're on the phone with Mr. Wonderful. And who knows if they're each telling the truth. I mean, you know, that's always something, right, at the Mm -hmm. beginning. But I know people that are very quick to tell way too much. Oh, yes. What's wrong with that? Um, first of all, that person hasn't earned that level of trust. And so, I mean, it would be like, okay, let's put it in the physical sense. When we do that, it's like t- giving somebody your debit card that you met off the street. You right. give them access to your yes. whole bank account. Yes. Have they earned that? No. They could go wipe out your bank account, right? That's exactly like, right. That's what we're doing when we're doing that. It's like we're giving them access to our full bank account. We're giving them access to our full emotional account without them earning that level of trust. First, you're going to trust them with a dollar or maybe $10. And then if they show that they can handle that, we'll give them a little more right right in the physical. Well, but we're not doing that in the emotional. Okay. So this thing of dating online, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. It goes along with this whole topic of handling conflict because there, there has to be a process of getting to know somebody let's say somebody you work with at work you know and you start telling them all this stuff and then pretty soon you hear in the break room that they've just told five friends about your whatever your Mm -hmm. situation with your husband or whatever the case may be right Mm -hmm. but you didn't take get take enough time time being the operative word here to really get to know someone and therefore a lot of times i'm just going to throw this out and you tell me what you think a lot of times we self-sabotage relationships, whether that be friendships, dating things, whatever, working, whatever, because the time factor, we've just rushed into it. Yes. We just like, oh, oh my gosh, he's so cute. Oh my, he's just so wonderful. Ah. Right? right? We go And in. pretty soon, you're like, no, they're Uh-oh. not. Or they've Uh-oh. taken advantage, or they've shared your information to places that shouldn't have gone, or they've done. This they've, stuff happens, right? Or they've dropped you and moved on to someone else, or it does. It happens very, very frequently. I hear it all the time in the counseling room, and that's that building that level of trust. It is starting with small things and building that time. Um, and and slowly bring in that relationship. I tell people all the time, slow it down. Real relationships take Take time. time. If it's friendships, if it's romantic, it doesn't matter. Like those coworkers, like they still take time. Okay, so I'm gonna make a recommendation to our listeners because I know some people that I am close to that have made serious mistakes in jumping too quick Mm -hmm. and what i'm trying to say and i you can tell me if it's a you agree or not is when you jump too quick and you're in a friendship a relationship whatever case may be then you haven't learned how to really communicate so therefore this handling conflict using your words is going to be a lot harder for you 
than the average person who maybe takes longer. Sure. Right? Because when we take longer, we're building up those communication skills. We get to know that person. We As we're building the trust, we know who they are. We know how they react. They We know what they value. We know their values. They We know we get to know that. And so we can communicate those things. So when I'm feeling like my feelings are hurt or I'm not feeling valued or loved, I can bring that and say, you know, my I feel hurt because, you know, you didn't answer my text message in two days. Like we can have that conversation and then we can deal with that conflict. And it wasn't a fight. It's not a blow up. It's we dealt with it, and now we move on. We're not building resentment. We're not in our mind going, oh, my gosh, are they out there, you know, dating five other people because they didn't answer my, you know, like people go to the worst-case scenario when things like that happen, but that's because they don't have the trust built. That's because there's no foundation. There's no foundation. Okay, so I want to bring up two points, and one of them, let's talk about it before the break, is texting because – I mean, I text a lot for business and everything. But when it comes to you trying to establish a meaningful relationship, whether it be a friendship, a work relationship, or a personal relationship, texting can be misunderstood. Tone of voice. We've talked about this many times, but I know of a situation this week. So texting can really get you into trouble. Would you address this, Dr. Angel? It sure can because, you know, we've mentioned it. I, I don't even know how many times, but so many times that when we are just using the written word, we're using 7% of our total communication. So they're missing the tone and the body language and the inflections in our voice. And those are important parts of our message. And so we usually read messages with whatever we're thinking or feeling at the time, which may or may not be accurate, which is where there's so much miscommunication happening. Okay, so let me throw a question at you for our listeners. What's wrong with somebody meeting somebody on a dating app? They've texted and texted, and they go out to dinner, and and within two days, they're like totally really involved in bed with each other, all that stuff. What's wrong with that? Well, they haven't built any trust. It's it's. There's no depth to it, and it's most likely going to not. It's going to end very quickly because there's no depth. There's no depth to it. There's no depth to the relationship. So how can you learn to use your words and handle conflict when you don't really know this person? Know the person. Because that's that. Not even a honeymoon stage. I mean, it's prior to a honeymoon stage, just a getting to know you for the first time stage, right? Right. And like I said earlier, like, would you meet somebody, have one dinner with them, and hand them over the passwords to all your bank accounts or your debit card? And the answer to that, sadly, in America, I don't know about other countries, is too many do that very thing. And then when somebody steals or wipes them out, they're all surprised. Yes. And that's why we have to stop and build that trust of relationship. We have to. And, and, and while we're on that, before we go to break, there are scammers out there, people. There are scammers in the dating world. There are scammers that will call you and tell you that you're in trouble with the IRS. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of scamming going on. Don't fall for it. Take a number. Take their phone number. Uh, whatever, but do not give them your your information, your social security number. Do not give them your debit card number. Do not give them your age. Do not give them your full name. Do not give them your address. Why am I saying this? Because I know somebody dear to me that this just happened to a couple weeks ago, and it was really bad. And it happens and, and, all and the money time. money was lost. Yes. yes. And and then somebody has that social security number and that information. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, so my point here, before we go to break, I just keep wanting to make one more point. One more, one more. One more. Is that don't be embarrassed to say, uh, no, I barely know you. Uh, no, I'm not giving you any information. You send me. Somebody called me this week, something similar. Oh, blah, 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 you know, and, I, and they said, so, you know, they'll only cost you. And I said, whoa, 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 you send me an email. Well, you, you say you have my email information. I'll, like, go ahead, send me an email with all that information that you just said. Never got anything. Of course not. Of course, it's a scam. To break and don't go anywhere using your words, handling conflict. There you go, making my 
Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tantalk Radio Network. We are back. We're on the last part of this series, Using Your Words. Tonight, Handling Conflict. Yes. Yes. And so when we talked about, you know, with handling conflict, we talked about people who avoid handling conflict. Right. There's also, uh, there are people who are accommodating which is another way to handle conflict, which means they're people-pleasing. They just want to give right. in to Absolutely. accommodate so that we don't have the conflict. Right. So we're people-pleasing. And again, we're building up that resentment. We still have those right. feelings, but we're constantly like giving in when we're accommodating. So it's another way people try to handle conflict. It does, it's not, it does not work. Okay. But those are the marriages that I usually see, like they'll be married for like 30 years and all of a sudden everything looks great on the surface and then you like hear they're getting a divorce and everyone's like what happened they've never fought before they've never well that's because one person has always given in and then they realize i'm done with that i right. you know so that's another negative way um and then there's the competing way right so the competing way when we have conflict is i am going to get my way no matter what happens to the other person right and that's a negative way of trying to deal with the conflict so kind of very selfish very self-interest and not thinking about mm -hmm. someone else so when we're talking about using our words with conflict we're looking at either collaborating and like problem solving, like I'm using my words. I'm going to bring this to the table. Where let's collaborate. What's a way we can That's handle good. this? Or That's good. maybe the other person didn't even realize you were feeling this way. And so that's a collaboration, right? Right. That I value the relationship, but I also want to have resolution. We don't want to keep this conflict alive, right? Right. And you can only collaborate with the person you're in the conflict with. Right. But that's important. That's important because a lot of people will tell friends and hope it gets back to that person, right? Oh, or of course. A they relative send these passive and, messages. Right. Or just kind of act funny and go silent, correct? Mm hmm. They should just know. Or fine, fine. You hear the word fine all the time. I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. No, they're not. Like, let's find a way to collaborate and come together and put our words to what's happening in this right. conflict. And it doesn't have to come across accusatory it doesn't have to come across in a verbal altercation when we meet in collaboration that means i am not 
putting these feelings out with it. I'm going to settle myself. Right. And I'm, we're coming to, like, let's look at this conflict. So you have to learn to keep yourself calm if you're going to really have a productive discussion when you're collaborating on issues in the relationship, right? Oh, absolutely. So anytime we feel triggered, that is not the problem. That's not the time to deal with a conflict. Explain feeling triggered. Ooh, oh, that's a really abstract concept. But when you feel e- strong emotions... Okay, strong on. emotions. When you right. feel that strong emotion, you're, like you're, uh, you could you could if fly it's off hurt, the handle. If it's anger, if it's frustration, whatever it is, that's that trigger point. Like that's not when we're going to deal with any conflict. Well, at least we're not going to solve anything we're effectively. Not solve anything, we'll right. make it worse. Right. And that's where we get the loud and the verbal altercations happening when people are in that moment mm-hmm. and they're trying to deal with it, and then they like they blow the top, right? And some people resort to throwing things, breaking things. Oh, sure. It happens in all, all kinds kind of, of ways when blowing the top or just taking off and disappearing for days on end. Like right. Or not talking for weeks. Yeah, just, just shutting it down. Just don't talk. Um, and so when we are feeling those strong emotions, that's not, that's not the time to deal with the conflict. We need to kind of settle ourselves for a minute. Right. Um, and then when we're dealing with the conflict, it's bringing this to the table so that we can look at it like... Like I said, a lot of times the other person may not even realize what you are feeling or what that's like for you. And th- maybe they didn't know when they didn't answer your text for two days that how hurt that made you feel. Maybe right. they were just really busy and they're not a great texter. Like, I know I'm not a great texter. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a great texter. Like, I don't keep my phone leashed to me. And I know there are certain people that are very sensitive about it. if I do not answer their text. So I really try for those people to answer their text quicker. Right. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to send the message I don't care. Sure. But and you're now busy. that I know that they feel that way, I, you know, I don't want to do that. So I try not to. So, right. um, but I wouldn't have known that if we didn't have that conversation. Right. So that's what I'm meaning by collaboration. And that's exactly ideal. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Well, it's a win-win. So. I mean, there's two win-wins to, to dealing ahead. with conflict. Go to ahead. dealing with conflict. Collaboration and compromise. Those are okay. always win-win. Those and are I'm, great. Collaboration and compromise. And, a, and I like and that. Compromise is when I give up something, you give up something, and we kind of find a middle ground that we can both agree on. Okay. So what happens when you get to a point in a relationship where... You haven't been practicing those two C words, collaboration and uh, compromise. And Mm -hmm. instead, you have thrown caution to the wind, and now you are just you know, having these blow-ups that are just crazy, right? And and everybody's screaming and yelling and whatever. And, Mm -hmm. And so things just go downhill. Can those relationships be saved? Can they be fixed? Oh, you're asking a very generalized well, question. Well, I'm asking a person who, I, it is a generalized question, but a present person who's in the counseling room 12 hours a day. And I'm, <laughs> I kind of venture to bet you have some of those kind of people walking in the door. I do. And that's the key. The people that come into the counseling room, like at that point, we usually they need, want help. They need help. They need a third party intervention. Yes. Um, yes. But it's. What's motivating that help? So what I'll see, somebody will want to come into the counseling room so that they can prove that the other person is all wrong. Oh, yeah. That is not working They want somebody to side with them, right? Or needing someone to give them permission to like, oh, you're you're being, you know, everything's so bad, you need to walk away. They're looking for permission. Like, that's not working through conflict. So if we have... But some therapists... They do do that in error, right? They side and try to... Right. Right. And you and it's not about giving someone permission. Like people have to come to things on their own. On their terms. own. But when pe- when I get, you know, two people come into the counseling room and, and they can have a long time of a conflictual relationship. If they really want to work on it, then we work on it and can very much turn around and become a really great, healthy relationship. It can. It absolutely can. And I, I had agree. one case that like it was literally like 10 years this marriage was like all this. One person was the avoider. The other one was the competitor where they got their way all the way. And the other one just avoided everything for 10 years. Wow. So then she just leaves. She just left. She just walked out the door and left. And she separated. And a couple months later, she's like, 
I need to come in. For, so she came in from counseling on individual. And then after about five months, she brought him in and they decided, you know, we want to make this work. We have kids. I love them. I want to make this work. And you know what? They did. After a year of they worked for a good year together and individually, and they have one of the healthiest relationships. And that's fantastic. And that gives our listeners hope because right it there. can happen. Absolutely. It really can happen. And I know a lot of times people say, oh, well, once somebody walks out the door, all bets are off. Game is over. Not always. Sometimes, but not always. Okay, let me give you a scenario of a person who is with somebody for many years, divorce or let's say death, whatever the case may be, and it was not a healthy relationship. They never learned to use their words to settle conflict. They never they never faced things. They mm-hmm. just drank it away or mm-hmm. uh, buried it, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. or partied it, whatever the case may be, right? And so now they are out on the dating scene. And so they are dating this one and that one. And we mentioned earlier in the first part of the show, this is a very dangerous place for a person who has not dealt with conflict because they're going to look for the person who treats them like a queen or like a king. They're going to look for somebody that doesn't make any waves, right? Because that's all they've been. They they don't want that, right? They, right, want, exactly. they want calm, correct? A- absolutely. That's what they're looking for. And, and really what they're looking for. And that's not real. For, it's not real, first of all. And I and we'll address that in just a second because that's not real. And usually what they're looking for is somebody to fill what they're missing. That's right. That missing right. hole. And first of all, that's not a healthy relationship. A relationship should never be out of our deficit. Should always be out of our excess and our what we should feel complete as a person first. So when we have, I call it baggage. When we have that emotional baggage, we got to deal with our baggage. Oh yeah. You know we can't keep dragging those bags into other relationships, friendships. It doesn't matter what kind. And thinking this is gonna work this time. But that's the norm. That's in my opinion. Am I yes. wrong about that? Oh, no, no, it is absolutely because the norm. Because people are so skittish. I don't even know how to spell that. Skittish about being alone, conflict, or being alone, conflict and being or alone, both, right? Mm-hmm. So they're looking for the prince charming. They're looking for the perfect mate. They're looking for the person just to have fun and get drunk with. You know, they're just the perfect looking for friend or the perfect whatever, but right. the perfect and the perfect, perfect, perfect. Right? We're human. Perfect doesn't exist. Okay. Have you ever seen the Netflix series Dirty John? No, I have not. Oh, you have to. Okay. And the reason you need to is because in your occupation, this would really, it would help you. Uh, It would really be good. So Dirty John is a, I don't know, five, six, seven, maybe more part series of a lady who, you know, is divorced, whatever. And then this this guy, you know, they meet online Mm -hmm. they meet online and suddenly they're meeting in a restaurant. And then they, that very first date, they're drunk all night long and then blah, blah, blah. Everything proceeds. But things fall apart, and I'm not going to tell you how this ends. I'm just going to say, I think this is more common. And this person turned out, this this charming doctor, turned out to not be a doctor, and I won't tell you more, and turned out to be not charming whatsoever. That's usually the case. But after so much damage had been done to this person's self-concept, their, their, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and because... They were looking for Prince Charming, looking for the ideal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I would suggest to our listeners, you can probably get it on Roku. I don't know where you can find it, but you can definitely find it on Netflix. That's where I watched it, Dirty John. It's an amazing sh- series that will give you some real insight but into what to be careful about. Absolutely. And that's where we have to build that trust. Yes. Right? And there was no trust. Oh, no. I mean, it was suddenly, boom, they're right in a relationship, right? right? It's so just like, quick, quick. First of all, we have to use our words to build trust because we right. have to have real conversations. We have, but at the level of trust, it's earned. Um, and time happens there as we're building. And then conflict is always going to happen with any relationship. There is. is no relationship free of conflict. And if you tell me you don't have conflict in your relationship, first of all, you're a liar because you do. Either you're avoiding it or you are accommodating it, but you do. Okay. At pastoring 40-some years, I have heard so, uh, not a lot of people, but here and there I hear a married couple say, we've never fought once. We have never had a cross word. He's never yelled at me. She, and she says, and I've never yelled, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
That is highly suspect, is it not? Absolutely not, which tells me you're avoiding or Mm -hmm. you're accommodating because conflict is there. Avoiding or accommodating. People, we need to write those words down. This is what a lot of people do. This is how they get through their relationships. Avoiding or accommodating. Relationships are going to have some kind of conflict and we're going to have to settle that and deal with it at some level. And conflict, just the word, does not mean that it's some major deal. It could be as little as... You know, it'd really be nice if once in a while you'd pick up your own dishes off the table and take them over to the dishwasher and wash them off, put them in. Sure. We teach our kids to do that. Why can't you? Sure. You know, right. That kind of stuff. Uh, And and it could be something like, you know, knowing that one one person may like a certain food type, the other person might hate that food type, and we're always going to the type of food I ate. Like, that can be a conflict because, like, I'm feeling like, what I want and need never happens, and we always meet your needs. So, like that, those are conflicts. Even though exactly. they're not, they don't have to be a fight. And right. I think that's it. We get this mental image of conflict means this big fight. Conflicts can just exactly be- yes. Our, our the word conflict is used like for wars and sure you know this conflict whatever it, it's it's usually that word makes you feel like it's really major but right? usually anything that kind of stirs like a negative feeling inside of us there's some kind of conflict happening right. if it's a values conflict if it's i'm not what's feeling, a values conflict uh well everyone has a different set of values oh, like i i deal with this a lot in the marriage um in marriage and family counseling where one parent you know values that the kids you know do their chores and they listen on the first time and they get a consequence where the other parent they want to kind of they're passive about it. They don't want to give the kids consequences because mm-hmm. they want, you know, to right. discuss things through and or analyze it in a different way. Well, that's a values conflict, hmm. right? But it's still a conflict and it's going to hurt that family if we don't right. deal with that conflict. And so it doesn't mean it's a fight. It doesn't mean it's any of that stuff. It means that I'm feeling something in me that feels off. If it's a feeling that I feel hurt or I feel not heard or we have some values issues or something is just stirring in me in a negative way, there's something on that that's a conflict for us. So we need to be aware of what we're feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And when we're feeling that, that didn't feel right that, right, that exchange of information with a friend or a spouse or whatever, that's a, like a trigger like, What's, exactly. What's that about? What did I? Why? Why did that bother me? And so it's usually when. All right. So here, this might be a little complicated. To try and say on the radio, but what I have found uh, when people are feeling the the behavior we look for is that you negatively use the way you like to get loved. Okay. For example. Okay. Um, you know, we talk about there's five love languages. Five love so languages. So words mean a lot to you. When you feel stirred, you want to give negative words. Oh. Because. Something stirred you. Uh, if you're a person that like does things, you know, helps acts of service and helps people. When you feel stirred, you don't want to do anything for that for that person. That's interesting. Right? So yeah. it's the Never negative. Never thought about it that yes, way. Yes, that's how you know you are. You know, if you're a person that likes physical touch and you feel stirred, you don't. You're rigid. You're stiff. You don't want no one to hold your hand or rub you yeah. or touch you in right. any way. Yeah. And so that's usually that's a, interesting. It's a good barometer to knowing when that's starting to get stirred. So what are the five love languages? So physical touch, acts of service, uh, words of affirmation. Acts of service. Acts of service. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Uh, Words of affirmation and um, spending quality time. Okay. So, and so then if you're really hurt, what you're going to do is you're going to withhold those things from the other person. Or use them in a negative way, yes. Or use them in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how does that cause problems in a relationship? Oh, it causes a lot of problems in a relationship. (laughs) Because now we have this, like, negative messages and all this undercurrent of hurt and negativity, and we have a conflict, and we're not talking about it. We're just acting in it. Mm Mm-hmm. We're just finding ourselves there. Right. And so you find yourself, you know, if words are your thing and you're using them negatively, like you're using words that are hurting someone else's feelings or putting down the relationship or putting down the person constantly. Like you're this becoming this negative person with that relationship. And what it does is really backfire on you because then that person's not going to want to give you what you need, which is kind words. Which is words. Right. Because they're hearing your negative words and that's. You know, taking down. So it starts to rip these relationships up. Are very many people aware of this phenomenon? 
yeah, subconscious no, interaction. Not. They are not. But I will tell you, I see it. I see it every single time. I I can pick out their love languages just by how they respond when they're feeling hurt. Okay. So when you're feeling hurt, dear ones, how do you respond to that person in your personal life or your best friend or your mother or whoever? How do you respond to that person? Right. When they've hurt you. That's a that's a tell. That's very telling. And when you're hit when you're doing that, that means you have a conflict. Something isn't feeling right for you. And it may be a communication conflict. It may be that we just need to communicate. Okay, so let's say that's the fix to mm-hmm. sit and communicate. And this whole show is about handling conflict. Um but people can be What's the word? I'm, I'm thinking about a couple scenes in this movie, Dirty John, where he was such a schmoozer. You know what I mean? He could say exactly what she wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. But he really, that and that really never solved the problem. The problem mm-hmm. was still there. Mm-hmm. But he knew how to manipulate. Sure. He knew how to, you know, turn things to get what he wanted. But see, and that's why time is so important in those types of relationships. Because Yes, back to that. We're coming back full circle. People who are schmoozers, um, smooth talkers, like they can do that for a period of time, but it shows with time. It it shows with time. True colors always show in time. They can't keep up that act. And so the person out there that says, oh, I just met the love of my life. When did you meet him? Saturday. Oh, my gosh. You know, and blah, 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 blah. Okay. That's not going to work, right? No, you have got to slow down. Well, and you know what? And we have, and I think it boils down to, A, we don't value ourselves. Because if we valued ourselves, right. we would be have the confidence to know, like, we deserve to have a quality person in our life. And it, they may be quality, they may not, but it, we don't know that in a week or okay. two days or two months. So how many times parents of teens, because we've been parents of teens, right? And and you see your one of your kids dating somebody and getting very serious very quick, mm-hmm. right? And they're teens. Mm-hmm. They don't really know. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't a parent sit down and say, this has got to slow down for this reason, this reason, this oh, reason. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And not avoid the conversation because we don't want to make sissy mad or whatever the case may be, right? Oh, no. I've actually had to have that conversation with, with my boys where I'm like, okay, you know what? You guys have seen each other the last couple of days. You need to take a couple of days break and you need to go hang out with your friends or go do this or take care of stuff And it's easier to handle that when it's your kids, obviously. Sure. But when it's your friend, but, but again, should we be more helpful with friends or adult children when we say you just got divorced and now you're doing this well be careful be careful slow down slow down well and 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 talking in the way of sharing our heart in a humble way and so it's not coming across like i'm trying to tell you what to do or micromanage your life but it's out of concern for you right you know but we need to have honest conversations and people avoid it and everyone at the end when it breaks up oh i knew that wasn't gonna last i saw that from the beginning and you're like but you never said anything to me right Mm-hmm. Are you saying we have responsibility to speak I truth think to we people, have responsibility friends, to and speak truth to our friends? Not in a judgmental way, not in a critical way, in a humble, hmm. caring, loving way. Yes. Really? Well, if it makes them mad, they won't talk to us. Well, then that happens, but that doesn't mean that means we don't have a very healthy friendship or relationship with that person if that's the reaction. Because if we're taking it humbly, and we're taking it loving, and we're laying our, you know, laying our concerns. They may choose to yield to them. They may choose to ignore them. But at least we took the responsibility of trying to share something that could. I've been in situations where somebody, a friend, would call me and say, could you drive me to this place? I'm meeting this guy for a date, first date. And sure, I'll be happy to drop you off. Um, and that, because they didn't want to drive home because of they, they anticipated they would be drinking, right? And this happened to me recently, and I said to this person, do you know this this guy that you met online? Do you know his name, his last name? No. What do you know about him? Well, I, I, I saw him, and we had lunch. Okay. 
do you know anything about him, basically? But in mm-hmm. particular, didn't know his name, for right. heaven's sake, right? And and I'm driving in the car, and this person says, well, he told me online his name was this. And today at lunch, he said, that's really not my name. It's this. Now, how would you even know that the second choice is the real name? Do you know what I'm saying? I absolutely I, know well, what you're I, saying. I, you know, I'm on this kick right now because... I hear you. I, I know people in my life that, to me, are making dangerous choices. Sure. Right? And are putting themselves at risk. Sure. Because of the rush, because of the rushing to have something that they think they can have. Sure. And a lot of people, and a lot of people, I hear this all the time in the room. And, you know, and our responsibility is to share our heart honestly and lovingly, but what they do with that information but what is they their do, ownership That's of exactly it. right. That's exactly right. Absolutely. So in that regard, we can't make them do something, but we can lovingly suggest, why don't you have some dates in public places first before right. you... Lovingly make a suggestion or have an open conversation. Right. And, or share our, our, our concerns. Uh, like, we've got two minutes. You have two <laughs> minutes to sum all this show up, and I'm sure we're going to return to this this subject at some point, but this is going to finish this series using your words. So uh, sum it up, Dr. Well, let's sum it up. So let's talk about using our words. When we experience conflict, and we do experience conflict in our relationships, we need to use our words. The communication is key to getting through conflict. Um, so we do not want to avoid avoid the conflict. We do not want to accommodate the conflict and let it go. Um, And we do not want to be that person that's competing and selfish and it's always my way or no way because that's not a healthy way of working with our relationships. We want to do it healthy. We want to collaborate and we want to compromise. And that all involves using our words and having those real, honest, authentic conversations and building the trust in our relationships. (laughs) And what if when we try that in good faith, The response we get is very negative, anger, perhaps they break up with you, whatever the case may be. What happens then if if you don't get a good, mature response? Well, then you know this is not a healthy relationship, and so then you have some choices to make. Right. We can't, we can't control that, but doesn't mean we don't hand out healthy because we're afraid of the negative response. Because it's all, it's going to come back to it bite just you gets later. Worse later on, right? Yes. It's, it's not going to go away. It's going to, wow. We welcome your comments. A few of you have put some posts, things on our Facebook post, and you can contact us anytime. Dr. Angel at 727 501 6557 for counseling appointments. And we have a three o'clock Sunday afternoon show all about practical Christian living. I have that show every Sunday afternoon with some of our radio team members right here on this station, 3 o'clock. So don't forget that show, Living the Good Life. And we're glad that you listen to Go Yard and come back and see us again on our show. Do you have a, anything else? you got no. five seconds. Who this are you? This has been Dr. Angel. Okay, we got that in. I'm Mama Mac, and we'll see you next week on Go Yard. See ya. Good night. WTAN Clearwater FM 106.1 WDCF Dade City FM 102.3 WZHR Zephyr Hills FM 104.3 Listen.